Join David and Ross as they become discombobulated in Dorset. From pixies to poltergeists, witches to woodrows, hear them explore the legends, folklore, and outright weirdness of their own county. This it's is Dark Dorset, the podcast of weird horses. Come on, Chris, first me, isn't it? Always. Okay. <laughs> Hello, this is Ross in Dorchester. <laughs> Hello, I'm David. I'm in Wareham. No, see the way I just turned on the energy there, David, and brought you along with me. <laughs> you did. You did. Yeah. You brought me along with it. It's the, it's the PMA, isn't it? Also, I was actually laughing at the way you leant back and nearly tripped over into the corner of your neon <laughs> lit studio. <laughs> um, that's making it sound better than it actually is. So welcome to Dark Darset. I don't know what episode it is now. I don't forget, we don't number these episodes. We we just we give them titles, don't we? So this is Dark Darset, the um Knowlton Church and Earthworks. Earthworks. Earthworks sounds it doesn't do it justice, does it? it do, and it sounds like earthworms. Yeah. <laughs> so we went to uh, Knowlton Church, which is a haunted derelict church near Wimborne. And um why did we go there, David? nicely passed yeah Um, we went there because uh, on all of the research we've done so far Knowlton Church keeps coming up as possibly Dorset's most haunted place so yes a little bit different from the last uh, jaunt we've had out we we didn't go looking for one particular legend um, or ghost uh, but it was it was really to see what the place was like and how it felt. Mm. Um, we also went on a lovely Sunday morning. The sun was out. It was quite early, but it wasn't you know at midnight with the mist rolling in when you're probably more likely to think you're seeing. Ghosts. Yeah, I think it was one of my favourite places we've been so far. I don't know if I was just in a particularly good mood that day, or it was very sunny, or but um, yeah, it was just it was lovely. Yeah, I didn't feel like any bad vibes at all. I, if anything, I I felt uplifted by the. Uh, the vibes of the rings and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. How do we, how would we describe it to the listeners? <laughs> do, do you like the way I keep I'm getting all the difficult questions yeah, here. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's describe it. So it's, um, it's out of town. It's in beautiful countryside, which itself was very peaceful and more open than we've, we've kind of seen in, in past visits to places, but it's lovely. You can see, sky empty fields for, for miles and miles around it's kind of it's not a very high chalk ridge but it sits on on the top it's the highest point um of the surroundings and they are so neolithic earthworks mm. um, so there's quite a few um henges which are circular earthworks i think there's three main henges in the knowlton site so they're known as the knowlton rings where they comprise of north circle the South Circle, the Church Circle, and the old Saxon graveyard. The latter all but disappeared as a con- consequence of agriculture. There's also a really excellent um, aerial photo on the English Heritage website. And you can see that the main circle that people visit is the one with the church in now. Mm. And that's quite near the road and you can walk to that very easily. Um, but in the, the main enclosure of that field, there were probably three or four other circular features. Mm-hmm. Um there's a small woodland inside one circle um, and you can see kind of paths between these circles uh, and it's also the highest area of uh, concentration of barrows in Dorset as well which are kind of the ancient burial mounds 
So all these earthworks are not just kind of one thing in isolation. They're um, a complex, uh, and and they they think they were quite ceremonial rather than defensive. Yeah, they're saying like um, there's about thirty five um, barrows around there, and I always get mixed up. Which one's older, long barrow or round barrow? A long barrow. A long barrow is the older one, and then the round barrows are the the later ones. But even so. We're talking thousands of years old. But something that's interesting um, is that the older of the two, which I've already forgotten, um, would be about a thousand years older than the the younger one. So even at that point, when these people were making like the, the round barrows, the long barrows around them are like so far in the past, a thousand, yeah, a thousand years old. If you think of that's the time, there was no sort of written history. These things are just mythically old things which have got their ancestors within them. They must have been very special, magical places. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, unless, yeah. yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, how do they know they're they're special and ancient if they didn't see it on time team? No, but just word it, of it must have been handed down word of mouth. But if it wasn't, yeah. or if that that stopped somehow, they were just normal geographical features. But the fact that they created their own barrows must must mean. So it was a tradition that kept on going. There was a tradition yeah. of some of some kind. What beer are you drinking, Ross? Oh, yes. We should. We forgot another to talk. free one from your sister. No, these are on the way back from um, on the way back from Knowlton. There's a really nice farm shop on the way to Dorchester. I bought a couple of different um, locally sourced beers, and this is from a a, a brewery called uh, Windward in uh, Brewery in Bridport. So this one's uh-huh. called Downton or Downtown. It's a fruity pale ale. Uh, I was seeing if I had any information about it on the back. All it says is don't drink it if I'm pregnant. <laughs> but when I first tasted it, it tasted disgusting. But one mouthful in, I, I'm away. It's good. Um, <laughs> but it's a, it's quite, it's a 4.5. What you got? What you got no, there, David? I've got a bright yellow can of something called I Love Lamp mm. by a brewery called Evil Genius, and it's a purple, purple. It's a pineapple German wheat beer, and as long as none of my friends are listening, I'll say I like it because it was pleasantly surprising. I thought it'd be sweet and horrible, but um, it doesn't sound natural, yeah. David. And I don't have my glasses on, so I can't tell you how strong it is. Five point five. Okay, you're winning. Yeah, you're beating me so far. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we knew that. Um, the it's other a thing, race as well, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the human race. So I should let you know what Knowlton means for place name as well. Because yes, please. <clears throat> Okay, can you guess what Knowlton is? <laughs> uh, it's the town where the knoll is, the hill. Okay. It's the town of the hill. The town of the hill. So let's have a look. Knowlton in Woodlands. It was in a Doomsday book. It's about uh, Knowlton with a C. Knowlton. Then with a K. So it's the farm by the hillock. From the old English word oh, knoll. There we go. Nothing exciting on that nice. one, really. Um but you know, everything you learn, it's not going to be exciting. I've always, I don't know where I'm going with that. It's, it's, not, it's going to be great outtakes on this one. <laughs> Saying that this, this was a um, this was a, a, a settlement up until um, the, sort of the time of the Black Death. Is that is that correct? You said yeah. So the interesting thing about Knowlton Church is that there's a church there. And we haven't mentioned that yet. In the centre of one of the the henge um, earth rings there's a church that was built there in the 12th century um 
Although I think most of what we see at the minute are the ruins left behind that we saw were 15th century. Um, and there was a small settlement around um, the church or around the outside of the rings. And that disappeared, I think, in the 17th century, um, around the time of the Black Death. Um, and the church, they, they would still... Um, a lot, a lot of people in the settlement died around Black Death time, and the, the few that were remaining decided that they'd move closer to a, the larger settlement of, of Wimborne, I think. Mm. Uh, but the church was still used until the 18th century when it became abandoned. Did you? Um, do you know about the bells? Are you aware? Do you of know about the bells? Yeah. Do you know the legend of the bells of that church? No. Tell me about the legend of the bells. So apparently, it was famous for having three bells when it started to become um, misused and derelict. Two of the bells were taken. One bell went to Sturminster Marshall, and the other one went to Shapwick. I don't know where Shap. Where's Shapwick? I've never heard of Shapwick before. Must be nearby. Anyway, so and the third one, there's a, there's a couple of legends of what happened with the third one. One said yeah. it was stolen by the devil and discarded into the River Stour. But then there's an, uh, another legend that it was stolen by thieves from Sturminster Newton, who wanted the bell for their own church, and then they they uh, were stealing it, and then the people um, from the area apparently went to a local witch i don't know why i don't know why, why that would be the first thing they would they want to do <laughs> and they got the witch to curse the people who stole the bell um and then the horses wouldn't um move when they were on a particular bridge and then they the men tried to get the bell off of the back of the um the wagon and then the um the bell fell into the river whatever they tried with ropes and stuff they couldn't get the bell out of the river the river stour that is so and as apparently there's a there's a, a particular rhyme about it in legend so Knowlton bell is stole and thrown into the white mill hole where all the devils in hell could never pull up the Knowlton bell at certain times you can hear it peeling under the water This area, it must be particularly special um, for having all of these different earthworks around there. It must be something significant for people to want to have built them because it would have taken hundreds of um, man hours to build. Like David said, um, it's not a defensive mound because a defensive mound would have a ditch on the outside to keep people out, whereas this has got a ditch on the inside. But it's unusual that they would put a Christian building in the middle of this and not destroy the old pagan site apparently they think there would there would have been uh, stones around the circle as well some dowsers found some buried uh, standing stones um, and they think some of the stones might have been taken down to be used to, to build what the probably the original church we need to get some dowsing rods for our next trip out yeah, yeah i've got a great dows book on dowsing which looks like it's the illustrations have been done by the same person who did the joy sex <laughs> and it, yeah, it's pretty um i'm in sold yeah but make sure i bring the right one yeah and the right dowsing rod yeah david well. it's twitching it's twitching <laughs> but there's also uh talk of ghosts being seen in the actual church isn't there Yes, there is. So, it, with such a with such an ancient site, mm. there there are rumours that there are you know four thousand years worth of souls trapped in the church and in the in the um, Neolithic mounds. Um, so the first one that I read about was a phantom horse and rider that's meant to gallop from one side of the the um, ring to the other and go completely through the stone church. Um, it is a ruin. Uh, there's no roof on it. The the tower's still standing. There's no roof on that. 
I think one of the one of the walls of the main nave has collapsed, but it's still not easy to get a a horse and a rider through that building. It's not a particularly big building either, is it? When we went and look, looked around inside, it, I, I can't imagine it would have held more than a, you know a, a dozen or so people in there. Yeah, yeah. It's I think it's the smallest church I've ever been in. Yeah, and it's also interesting that. It's got a tower, which obviously at some point had another floor in it because it's got the high wind. There's a high window yeah. there, but I couldn't work out how three would, bells with three bells as well. Is three bells a type of whiskey? <laughs> bells is a type of whiskey. Um, that's your favourite whiskey, isn't it, David? No, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, the only I whiskey you drink. I prefer famous grouse. Yeah, quality um, stuff. Uh, Jack Daniels is the only dr- uh, no. so, breakfast whiskey. Breakfast whiskey. So the um, yeah, but I couldn't see how. They could even have fit for a um, no. staircase in there to get up there. It, it didn't look like there were any like holes for staircase. So maybe it was a ladder up or up something. That. Could uh, have been a possibly. Ladder. Yeah. But then, of course, that window at the top. There's a there's a small open um, window at the top of the tower, and there are reports that there is often seen a ghostly face at that window. Did have you seen the pic, the photograph someone supposedly took of the ghostly face looking out? I. I did see a photograph that was reported um, in October last year, and someone said in the shadow it was of the shadow within the tower, and there was this shape that it was really difficult to make out any human form on that, and of course it coincided with Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think they were really clutching at straws with that one. I saw nothing, but I have. I'm yet to um, check all the photographs and videos which we took. Yeah. And um, depending on how uh, much time and how good my Photoshop skills are, there may be <laughs> a haunted face looking out of one of those at some point. You pesky kids. Yeah, we'll have to have, have a look. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I, I've, I've been reading some accounts of some paranormal investigations which have been held there. And there was a, a group who said there was a uh, a group of ghostly shadow people. Um, yep, yep. Um, and auras and lights. There's uh, a tall figure has been seen at times as well who appears and then disappears mm-hmm. um, and the shadow of a weeping kneeling nun Ooh. Um, praying against one of the walls so it's all very busy yeah, done something wrong. it does sound very busy um, and it's difficult to see these aren't just people cashing in really because labeled as Dorset's most haunted place yeah I'm I'm with you I thought it was one of the most peaceful tranquil beautiful sites it was it was really low. It was just, but I think there's that awe of through the amount of history that there is there. It's there was that. Do you remember that bit where we walked around the circle and there's a couple of very old yew trees at the back of yes. the site. Yeah. Um, and there's a small gap between the yew trees that forms like an archway. Mm. With the yew trees join up. Um, and we walked through there and people had put ribbons and messages in the trees and, and, and runes and prayers yeah. and things. Yeah. yeah. It was nice. That was quite lovely through there as well. Yeah, I really liked it because I've got some. We have. I have made a video. Um, v- videos take a lot longer to edit than uh, podcasts, so that they that these things they take a little, uh, take a bit of time for me to get them out. But hopefully that will be out soon, so you can have a look at. Um, <laughs> You'll get better. You'll they, get quicker. I'll get better on, at these. So I do. <laughs> um, there's supposed to be a black dog there as well, isn't there? Tell me more. I don't know. I thought you told me there was a ghostly black dog which was seen. At there the, was a massive dog when we went there. There's a big St. Bernard. There's a Bernard that slobbers all down your jeans, leaving it, a very horrendous uh, milky stain. Yeah. <laughs> Clean on, those were. Of all the of all the um, ghost stories I've heard about this, mm. the 
the only one that intrigues me is the one um, that the farmer bought. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, Just across the road from the site, there is a farm, um, a goat farm, um, and they have parts of, I think it's the South Circle. It's 250 meters across the South Circle. They've got part of that on their land. Um, And part of the deal with buying the farm was that they had to section that off as a, as a monument. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we, we drove into the farm after we left the site. Um, I think, you were excited by the idea of goat curry for dinner. Yes, yeah. And uh, Beck said, it, I'm glad, she was glad that I didn't buy the goat meat and she wouldn't have been happy if I had bought it. So I, oh I, I figured I, do- <laughs> I dodged out the goat. We, dro- we drove in and then as soon as we got out of the car, uh, we saw the closed signs and the farmer's son came over to us and he was very pleasant and um, explained they were closed and we apologised. Uh, but he did let us walk around and he did let us um, go through the enclosure and have a look at the monument. Um, and he we asked him about his father's uh, experience and he told us about that, which was, uh, which was I quite had cool. heard about this, but it was great to get it from almost a horse's uh, mouth um, because he said that his dad, uh, when they first got there, they were, um, it was a disused farm at the time. So they were uh, renovating it and they were living in caravans at the time. Uh, and they were clearing a lot of the space within the, um, the large circle within which the, the farm is based. And he said his dad came rushing into uh, what the cavern they were staying, having knocked over the uh, barbecue outside in, in a complete state. Um, and he said that while he was outside within the big circle, all these coloured lights all came down from the sky, uh, small, almost you know, like orbs. small orbs, and they covered all over his body. And they said that they all went white when they was on him, and they were all like fizzing up and down his arms and all over him. Um, and he had to run in order to get them get away mm. from them, and then, then ran into the into the into the uh, the caravan. And the guy said that they had to drive to the airport that day. And his dad was just so freaked out by it that he was like breaking the speed limit and just like really panicking about it. So he said it it felt to him that his dad really did witness something because he was just so freaked out by it all. yes and i've never heard anything like that before at all no um, it sounded really genuine i thought as a goat farmer he might be kidding <laughs> well done <laughs> but he, he was very genuine wasn't he and he was he was kind of open of, to talking about it and you could tell he was serious yeah which is great and we i was i was talking to a friend about this and i was saying this feels almost more like a ufo experience than um than a uh, sort of a ghost thing or but at the same time the, the size of them and the way they seem to be interacting with him and um yeah and we was talking and saying that i think there's a a lot more crossover between ufos and ghosts and things like fairies than than we um than we think because all of these they're all kind of strange weird experiences which human beings are trying to kind of like put into boxes and say well that thing i saw there was the spirit of a dead person that was a ghost that thing i saw over there was something from another planet which was abducted me that thing which made me feel this and then um was yeah fact, filling in the gaps exactly it's just us trying to make sense of maybe none of maybe none of these explanations are true but maybe something is weird is happening and i definitely i like i said i did feel something in the in that space we've been i've been there once before and i went on a very very wet foggy day and I, I and i didn't i didn't know about all of the other earthworks I only only went there to see the church 
it did feel very strange, much different on that day. It felt very lonely. It felt like you were so far away from Wimborne. Because when, when we yeah. went up there the second, uh, this time, I got there much quicker than I expected. It just felt like we was driving for miles and miles and miles and miles to get to this, uh, the first time I went. And I don't know, again, just shows how your perception of a place is very much controlled about like, like the weather, who you're with, when you're going and stuff. Yeah, this, your feeling of that place completely changes. Yeah, I, I big thumbs up for me for Dorset's most haunted place. I, I, and I think that the the farmer has gone on record to say that he's never seen anything since or felt anything since. He's never felt threatened. He's never felt fearful or afraid. Mm. And it was a kind of welcoming, yeah, kind of happy kind of presence. Yeah. So, but I love the idea that. Like, if an orb, you know, a lot of people think orbs are spirits, and like you said, if that's over four thousand years of beings and and um, yeah. yeah, maybe he was just completely, you know, covered in all those thousands and thousands of years of, of people, mm. and they've just welcomed him into the because they live now. They they actually their farm is actually in inside that ring. Yeah, so uh, we want to go back in the dark, don't we? Yes, but the goat farm will still be closed. Yes. Now, we're going to go, go back to the goat farm when it's open, which is a Saturday or a Thursday, I think. Um, <laughs> we'll get that wrong. But we should go back into on um, maybe on a solstice when it's nice and warm and sunny. Yeah. Well, it won't be sunny at night, obviously. I meant, yeah, just warm. Yeah. And um, yeah, I definitely want to like, because one of the, um, the yew trees was pretty much hollow, wasn't it? And I think there's a whole thing about um, yew trees, uh, of like people being put inside yew trees skeletons mm. being put inside yew trees but you did put your arm inside i took my it. arm inside yeah it felt like i was peter duncan in flash gordon when he had to do that <laughs> that trial um but i want to i want to put something inside the yew tree that sounds pretty dodgy but um yeah i want, I want, I want to leave an offer inside yew tree yeah i still yeah that's still, operation we call it operation yew tree yeah we so. could do that yeah that sounds good it's got a ring to it i don't i don't know where it comes from but um yeah i like it So that was um, Knowlton Church and Earthworks. Um, Got to think of a better word than earthworks. That, that's what it. That's what, that's it what it's is. called. That's the archaeological. Actually. That's the historical. Ancient rings. It could be some ancient, <laughs> ancient earthy rings. Ceremonial complex. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's a good. That'd be a good name for like a, a brewery. The ceremony. Ceremony. I sound pissed. <laughs> I've only had two thirds of this this bottle. My lip, my lisp is getting really bad. So that was Knowlton Church and ceremonial complex of earthworks. <laughs> it was, and it was it was a pleasure. Look out for the video because it was it was it was a really nice kind of visit. It, 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 it'll make a huge difference when you actually see what we're talking about. I'm sure this time. And um, yeah. D- David and I were feeling the vibes, and it was good. So until next time, I've been Ross in Dorchester, and uh, I'm David. I think we should wave and say goodnight, mate. Thanks, everyone. Sweet Cheery to see If you knows of any weirdness you'd like to share with Dave and Ross, you can tell them by email at darkdarson at gmail.com or talk to them on Twitter at darkdarson. Well, until next time, stay discombobulated. Stay discombobulated. Stay discombobulated. Stay discombobulated.